Hey, this is Nikki McCrary, lead pastor at Eastern Heights Baptist Church in Statesboro, Georgia, where we exist to be a life-changing church. So as you listen, I pray that you will be encouraged in your walk with Christ and that your life will be forever changed as you grow in your relationship with Him. Uh, Good morning, everybody. Uh, Thank you for being here. Um, Pastor Nikki texted me and he said, hey, I need you to preach. My My blood pressure still hasn't recovered from last night. So I was like, all right, I got you, I understand. <clears throat> uh, no, he texted me a while ago, or he told me a while ago uh, that I would be preaching. <clears throat> uh, the first uh, week of Advent, uh, and the, the theme uh, is hope. Uh, so just to introduce Advent uh, a little bit to you guys, the word Advent uh, means coming uh, or arrival, and this season is usually accompanied with, uh, you know, waiting uh, or anticipation, uh, longing. <clears throat> uh, and it's not just an extension of Christmas. It's a season that links the past, uh, the present, and the future. Uh, Advent offers us the opportunity uh, to kind of go back in the past, uh, share in the ancient longing for the coming of the Messiah, uh, to celebrate his birth, uh, and to be alert for his second coming. You know, it looks back Uh, the celebration of hope uh, that was fulfilled uh, in Jesus' first coming, while at the same time looking forward uh, to his second uh, coming with, you know, just eager uh, anticipation, you know, when he comes again uh, and returns for his people. Uh, Advent is an opportunity to set aside uh, all of the hectic things that usually accompany the Christmas season, you know, whether it's Black Friday shopping, <clears throat> or, you know, traveling, or getting your house ready for family that you see once a year to come in and making sure everything is spick and span for your aunt that will find that one speck of dust and talk to you about it. Um, <clears throat> so this is a time uh, to put all of that aside uh, and just help us place our focus uh, on a far greater story than our own, and that's the story uh, of Jesus, the story of God's redeeming love uh, for our world. You know, it's not a season of pretending to be happy or putting a fake smile on your face, pretending that nothing is wrong or that nothing's happened, you know, nothing bad has happened to you this past year or anything like that. It's just a season of digging deep uh, into the reality of what it means that God sent his son Uh, to be Emmanuel, God with us. So for the next four weeks, we're going to be in Advent. We're going to be exploring some attributes um, of Christ and the attributes that were encapsulated in his birth uh, and the Christmas season. You know, this week is hope. uh, And we're also going to be looking at peace, joy, love. And then on Christmas Eve, uh, we're going to celebrate the arrival of Jesus. And so uh, today we begin with hope. <clears throat> We're going to be in 2 Kings uh, chapter 4, verses 8 through 37. That's a lot of verses, uh, but <clears throat> I felt like that we needed uh, the whole story. So here we go. One day, Elisha went on the Shunem, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, He would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold now, 
I know that this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. One day he came there and he turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. When he had called her, she stood before him and he said to him, say now to her, See, you have taken all this trouble for us. What is to be done for you? Would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, well, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway and he said, at this season, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived, and she bore a son about that time the following spring, as Elisha had said to her. When the child had grown, he went out one day to his father among the reapers, and he said to his father, oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, carry him to his mother. And when he had lifted him and brought him to his mother, the child sat in her lap till noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys that I may quickly go to the man of God and come back again. And he said, why will you go to him today? It's neither neither new moon nor Sabbath. She said, all is well. Then she saddled the donkey and she said to her servant, urge the animal on, do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi, his servant, Look, there is a Shunammite. Run at once to meet her and say to her, Is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with the child? And she answered, All is well. And when she came to the mountain to the man of God, she caught hold of his feet, and Gehazi came to push her away. But the man of God said, Leave her alone, for she is in bitter distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Then she said, did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, do not deceive me? He said to Gehazi, tie up your garment, take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not reply. And lay my staff on the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was no sound or sign of life. Therefore, he returned to meet him and told him, the child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, he saw the child laying dead on his bed. So he went in, shut the door behind the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and lay on the child, putting his mouth in his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And as he stretched himself upon him, the flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up again and walked once back and forth in the house and went up and stretched himself upon him. The child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. Then he summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. So he called her, and when she came to him, he said, Pick up your son. She came, fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. So before we break down uh, this this story a little bit, a little background uh, on my preparation, Pastor Nikki 
asked me to preach a while ago uh, the first Advent message on hope. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Sounds like an easy enough topic. So I started thinking <clears throat> and praying and kind of flipping through my Bible about stories uh, or verses that were about hope. And so I'd find one, and I'd start thinking on it for a minute, and then after a while, I'd be like, no, that's really about faith. And so I'd move on to the next one, I'd find another one. And then after a while, I'd be like, no, this one's about faith too. So eventually, after striking out a few times, I did what any good millennial would do. I Googled it. So I was like, difference between hope and faith. So faith and hope are defined in the dictionary as follows. Faith is confidence or trust in a person or a thing or a belief not based on proof. Hope is an optimistic attitude of mind based on an expectation or desire. So faith and hope are complementary to each other. Uh, faith is grounded in the reality of the past, and hope is looking to the reality of the future. And so without faith, there is no hope, uh, and without hope, there is really no true faith. <clears throat> so I was understandably striking out a few times because they're pretty similar. They're basically just linked uh, to one another. You know, it's like if I tell Barry that we're going to the aquarium to see the shark. He's not in here, is he? All right, we're good. I can say it without actually having to do it. It's like if I tell Barry we're going to the aquarium to see the sharks. Uh, and he's going to believe me because I've never lied to him as far as he knows. Um, <clears throat> and so if I say we're going to see the sharks, that means we're going to see the sharks. Uh, and so, and he believes it. And that uh, is faith. And because he believes that that's where we're going, that we're going to the aquarium to see the sharks, he gets so excited and starts bouncing off the walls even more than usual and becomes full uh, of joy that's just impossible uh, for him to suppress in his tiny little body. Uh, and so that is hope that stems from that faith. So now let's go back to the story. This woman from Shunem felt called to offer her hospitality to this man of God, uh, Elisha. So he stopped and ate there a few times, uh, and eventually the woman asked her husband if they could build him a room <clears throat> uh, for him to stay in, you know, if he needed to. So after a while, he wanted to pay her back, and he was thinking and asking his servant and asking her, you know, what do you want? How can I repay you? And then eventually he figured out that she had no son, which back then was, uh, I mean, a huge deal, even a bigger deal um, than <clears throat> you might think. Uh, it was basically looked at as a curse. If you were a woman and you could not have a child or you could not have a son, uh, you, basically you or your family had done something to anger the gods or God or whoever they believed in to make you that way, to make this woman barren. You know, the other women that had children would have looked down upon her, you know, at the market or whatever. <clears throat> um, and so this was basically a curse. And so he figured that out, and so he told her that within one year's time, she would have a son. Uh, and her response wasn't one of gratitude. It was more along the lines of, you know, how dare you? You know, you're supposed to be this almighty man of God. How could you just stand there and lie to my face like that? Uh, and get my hopes up. <clears throat> uh, and so we can see from that that this woman had no hope. 
we can assume that at one point she did have some, but after years of not conceiving a son, it faded. <clears throat> uh, and she absolutely did not want to go through that process, that pain, uh, again. And I'm sure all of us can relate to that. Maybe not to that extent, but you know, we've all hoped for something, whether it be big or small, and had those hopes, you know, dashed. You know, that happened to me at the agape feast. I got done with my food. I went to go get some dessert, a good old slice of pumpkin pie, my favorite. And then I dug into it, and it was sweet potato pie. And my hopes were quickly dashed because I hate sweet potato pie. And I just didn't pay attention because I was too excited for dessert. <clears throat> and so, like I said, on some level, we've all experienced that process, and that's not one that she was itching to go through again, especially not one on that magnitude. But despite her objections, she did have a son. <clears throat> and after some years passed, he was working out in the field with his dad, and he suddenly had a pain in his head, and he died. Uh, most people think it was just heat stroke, um, but we don't know. Uh, and just like that, her, all of her hope, all of her joy uh, were gone again. And so she immediately went to see Elisha to tell him what happened and how she warned him not to get her hopes up. And now don't get me wrong, there's nothing in the Bible that tells us that this woman was evil or an idol worshiper uh, or anything like that. Um, as far as we can tell, she was a God-fearing woman. But her hope was just an earthly one. It was all wrapped up uh, in the circumstances of this life. You know, she had hoped for a son, given up hope that she would ever have a son, had that hope reluctantly restored, uh, and then devastated when that hope was gone again the minute her son died. And so her hope had everything to do with this world, with her circumstances, and absolutely nothing to do with God. And that's not the hope that, that stems uh, from true faith in God. And now, I like to believe that, uh, you know, our God is a good one, and, and as she, she learned her lesson, you know, kind of the hard way, uh, that, you know, once God brought her son back to life, that she realized that that's where she needs to put her hope, you know, not in earthly things, not in her circumstances, but the Bible does not tell us that. What it does show us, though, is that she had the wrong kind of hope. Uh, and so I'm not just going to leave you guys uh, with that, with a, with a what not to do, uh, but I'm going to tell you um, about a family that is showing the right kind of hope, that has shown uh, the right kind of hope. Katie and I have some friends um, <clears throat> that we met uh, in college, and they have a son named Knox. Uh, and Knox was born with a condition called Williams Syndrome. Uh, and if you're not familiar with it, I wasn't before this. Uh, very briefly, it's just a rare disorder uh, that severely affects all types of the baby's development, uh, whether it's mental uh, or physical, uh, it, <clears throat> it severely affects uh, those. Uh, and so he's been uh, in the hospital 
most of his life, and they've documented his whole, his whole life, his whole journey uh, on social media, uh, on Facebook, posting sometimes multiple times a week. <clears throat> and so his life has just been uh, a roller coaster uh, of emotions, but at no point has this family, at least from what we've seen, at no point have they given up hope. Every single one of their posts, no matter how dire the circumstances look, every single one of their posts is just full of hope, full of praise uh, for how good God is, uh, no matter what. <clears throat> you know, even after the doctors have told them, you know, there's absolutely nothing we can do for him right now, or he probably won't even survive the night or survive this surgery. Uh, and like I said, they have just never given up hope. Uh, and here's one of their latest updates. Are these my best years yet? Was looking forward to being important, but I'm not important yet. And we skip to the good part. Uh, so I couldn't make it any bigger, sorry. But if you couldn't see uh, or read the words, that was just a recap of Knox's journey so far. Uh, I made the mistake of watching it in the first service, and they got to see me blubber. Um, but <clears throat> that was just a recap, like I said. You know, he's gone through multiple uh, heart surgeries. He's had multiple strokes. He's been in the hospital, like I said, uh, almost his entire life. Uh, but they got the privilege uh, to take him out of the hospital uh, and go to Disney World for his uh, first birthday. Uh, and he's currently... Uh, waiting a heart transplant. Um, <clears throat> but just in, in that, that video is uh, just a culmination, and it's that, that hope that you could see and that joy uh, in that video has been, like I said, in every single one of their posts, no matter what the circumstances are. And so this family is just living uh, in the hope that we're celebrating uh, through this Advent season, no matter what uh, life is throwing at them, no matter what the circumstances are uh, for Knox, they, are, they have faith uh, in God, and through that faith comes uh, a joy that they just can't suppress, that, with, that gives them just the outlook of no matter what happens, uh, God is good. Uh, and he's going to be there for us. Uh, and so maybe you're here this morning uh, and you're like the Shunammite woman. Uh, you've lost your hope or it's just in the wrong place. Uh, I urge you uh, to put your hope in Jesus. Put your hope in somebody that will absolutely never let you down, 
that will absolutely keep his promises 100% uh, of the time. And he, you know, he fulfilled the hopes uh, of countless when he came to earth uh, as a suffering servant and died for our sins. And he's going to fulfill the hopes of countless more when he returns again. Uh, or maybe your hope isn't showing uh, this morning this, because this time of year is difficult for you. Uh, all you can feel is grief uh, or sadness, and that's okay. You know, there, there's a time for grief. There's a time for sadness. Uh, but I just ask that every day during this Advent season, you wake up and you just ask Jesus to give you the strength to choose hope, to choose to believe that Jesus is coming again, to choose to believe that if your loved ones confess Jesus as Lord, that you will see them again in a place where there is no grief, there is no sadness, and there's no need for hope because it's all been fulfilled, because everything is perfect uh, in the presence of God. Uh, and so let that be the hope that we all cling to uh, this Christmas season, uh, and let it fill us with true joy that is just impossible uh, to suppress. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for <clears throat> bringing everybody here. Thank you uh, for the countless examples of hope uh, that you've given us, whether it's through stories in the Bible or through people that you've placed uh, in our lives that show us uh, where to put our hope and that's in you, God, not, not in this world, not in the circumstances of this life, because the world will always let us down. The world will always break its promises, but God, you never will. So God, thank you for those examples. Thank you for just showing us. Thank you that we can put our hope in you with absolute certainty uh, that you will never let us down, with absolute certainty uh, that you are coming again. For your people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope you were encouraged by this message today. If you would like more details on our church, please visit us at ehbcstatesboro.org.